Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. In this episode, we will discuss sections 21 and 22 of the Doctrine and Covenants. So, let's jump in and we'll read what Joseph Smith had to say about this section, uh, section 21. I then laid my hands upon Oliver Cowdery and ordained him an elder of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, after which he had ordained me also to the office of the elder of the Church. Although they had been ordained to the Melchizedek Priesthood earlier, they were told to defer ordaining uh, to later, and we discussed that in the in a previous episode. Joseph continued, said, When we took the bread and blessed it and braked it, break it with them, also wine and blessed it and drank it with them. We then laid our hands on individual members of the church present that they might receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and confirmed, and be confirmed members of the Church of Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost was poured out upon us all uh, to a very great degree. Some prophesied whilst we praised all praised the Lord and rejoiced exceedingly. Whilst yet together, I received the following commandment. So this he he des- describes this as a commandment, verse tw- or section twenty one. So that's this was given at the first sacrament meeting of the church, the first meeting of the church on April sixth, eighteen thirty. The very first thing the Lord says, keep a record. Hey, you're experiencing many great things. Joseph just had, in the quote that I just read from Joseph that many people prophesied that. Um, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon us to a very great degree. The Lord's like saying, hey, great, this is great. You love it? You should write everything down. Keep a record of of what's going on here. Keep a record of what happens in the church. Keep a record. And um, in it thou shalt be called a seer, a translator, prophet, apostle. So he says to Joseph, this is some of the things. These are your titles. And so I found... Um, a breakdown of some of these titles and some of the titles that the current prophet and the prophets that we sustain um, have and what they what that means. So the first is a seer. And Elder John A. Whitstow said, A seer is one who sees with spiritual eyes. He perceives the meaning of that which seems obscure. He perceives the future from the past and the present. This he does by the power of the Lord operating through him directly or indirectly uh, with the aid of divine instruments such as the Yerman Thummim. In short, he is one who seeks, who walks in the Lord's light with open eyes. A translator, uh, someone who received the gift to translate, the power to convert the written or spoken word into another language, uh, the power to give a clear meaning to a given language. Uh, next, a prophet. What is a prophet? According to Elder Witzow, a prophet is a teacher. That is the essential meaning of the word. He teaches the body of the of truth, the gospel revealed by the Lord to man, and under inspiration explains it to the understanding of the people. He is an expounder of truth. So, in short, a prophet is a teacher of truth. And so we see that the, the, the prophet is going to say things that, you know, we might not really like. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. Um, but his job is to teach the truth. He's a teacher of truth. Uh, an apostle, Joseph Smith taught what importance is there attached to the calling of the twelve apostles different from the callings of other church offices. They are the twelve apostles who are called to the office of the traveling high council, who are to preside over the church of the saints among the Gentiles, where there is a presidency established, and they are to travel and preach among the Gentiles unto the Lord, until the Lord shall command them to go unto the Jews. They are to hold the keys of the ministry, to unlock the doors of the kingdom of heaven to all nations, and to preach the gospel to every creature. This is the power, authority, and virtue of their apostleship. Apostle means uh, one sent out, uh, a representative. Uh, we learn from Elder 
James E. Talmadge also the, that that word uh, should be used in reverence. And so rather than always saying something like the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, we can shorten that to avoid overuse of a, a sacred word um, and with reverence to their uh, calling and office. We can just say the Quorum of the Twelve. Uh, elder, what is an elder? The, the name of the an office of the Melchizedek priesthood. Elder is also the general title used to address one who bears the priesthood. Elder, uh, Bruce R. McConkie said, What is an elder? An elder is a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. He holds the holy Melchizedek priesthood. He is commissioned to stand in the place instead of in, and in the stead of his master, who is the chief elder, in ministering to his fellow men. He is the Lord's agent. His appointment to the to preach the gospel and his appointment is to preach the gospel and perfect the saints. Um, so those are some of the definitions of some of the titles that was given were given to Joseph and to our current prophet. Now, verse five and six. For his word ye shall receive as if from mine own mouth in all patience and faith. For by do, for, for by doing so, sorry, I am, for by doing these things the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Yea, and the Lord God will disperse the powers of darkness from before you and cause that the heavens to shake for your good and his, and his name's glory. How should we treat the words of the prophet? As it as if from mine own mouth in all patience and faith. President Joseph Fielding Smith said, There has much been speculation in relation to the statements of the Lord to the prophet Joseph Smith. For his word you shall receive as if from mine own mouth in all patience and faith. This is the word that, which the Lord gave to Israel in relation to Moses. It is just as true in the case of any other person who has been sustained as the mouthpiece of the Almighty. Later, in speaking of his inspired servants, the Lord said, And whatsoever they shall speak when moved upon by the Holy Ghost shall be Scripture, shall be the will of the Lord, shall be the mind of the Lord, shall be the word of the Lord, shall be the voice of the Lord, and the power of God unto salvation. In this dispensation, the same characteristics are shown by the people as were in the ancient times. We are more inclined to accept the word of the Lord, something which was uttered in some former dispensation, but what but look with critical eye and unbelief upon that which the Lord delivers today through his chosen servants. Yet the word of the Lord is very clear on this matter. Let us not lose sight of the word of the Lord, that by hearkening to his chosen servant, and this is true whether it is Joseph Smith or some other president of the church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Who is the most important prophet? Easy answer. It's the current prophet. Because he speaks for us today right now. There's much to be learned from prophets of old. That's why we have the scriptures. That's why we keep a record as prompted in section 21 here in verse 1. But the most important prophet to us is our current prophet. Because he speaks to us right now for us. Um, That doesn't mean it's always easy. President uh, Harold B. Lee said, The only safety we have as members of the church is to do exactly what the Lord said to the church in that day when he when the church was organized. We must learn to give heed to the words and the commandments the Lord shall give through his prophet as he receiveth them, walking in all holiness before me, as if from my own mouth, in all patience and faith. There will be some things that take patience and faith. You may not like what comes from the authority of the church. It may contradict your political views. It may contradict your social views. It may interfere with some of your social life. Your safety and ours depends upon whether or not we follow the ones whom the Lord has placed to preside over his church. 
He knows whom he wants to preside over his church, and he will make no mistake. The Lord doesn't do things by accident. Let's keep our eye on the president of the church. I've shared it before, one of my favorite talks um, by Elder John H. Grober, There is the Light. Uh, basically, it talks about sailing from one uh, Polynesian island to another, and there was a storm, and they had to crash through the small opening of the of the reef and there was no light because it was dark and it was a storm so there's no moonlight or anything there's just a tiny little light that was uh, at the edge of the reef that the captain would have had to look at and the captain saw it and said there is the light and no one else could see it and they just had to trust that the captain who had who had the ability to see the light who had gone through this journey before who'd um had it more ability than them to see the light. They had to trust that he could see the light, and he likened that to the prophet. We may not always be able to see the light, but we need to trust that the prophet can. We may not always like what he says. Uh, President Nelson uh, in the early 80s said he doesn't ask uh, whether or not the prophet is speaking as a man or as the prophet. He asks, how can he be more like the prophet? Uh, Elder Anderson uh, taught us that we shouldn't uh, seek to put question marks beyond, behind what the prophet says, but rather uh, exclamation marks. But Elder Anderson also did say, um, I was going to try to quote it, but I actually have it right here, so I'm just going to pull it up. He said, uh, The prophet's voice, while spoken kindly, will often be the voice of asking us to change, to repent, and return to the Lord. When correction is needed, let's not delay. And don't be alarmed when the prophet's warning voice encounters popular opinions of the day. The mocking fireballs of annoyed disbelievers are always hurled the moment the prophet begins to speak. As you are humble in the following the counsel of the Lord's prophets, prophet, I promise you an added blessing of safety and peace. Don't be surprised if at times your personal views are not initially in harmony with the teaching of the Lord's prophet. These are moments of learning, of humility. When we go to our knees in prayer, we walk forward in faith, trusting in God, knowing that uh, with time, we will receive more spiritual clarity. And so it is with our, us and our day and our prophet. We should uh, remember that he speaks for the Lord and from the Lord, and his, his words are as though they come directly from the Lord. And we are promised safety. Just as Elder Groberg's story, they crash into the harbor, and what does the harbor offer? Safety from the storm calm waters. We were, we were promised uh, peace um, and blessings for following. Doesn't mean we're not going to have hard times, right? Doesn't mean that bad things won't happen, but we are promised blessings for following uh, what the Lord teaches us um, through his prophets. Elder Delbert Stapley said, I bear witness to you, my brothers and sisters, that God sustains the living prophet and no one else in the world today but him. Because he has the holy calling of a prophet, seer, and revelator representing the Lord upon the earth in our time, he only has the right to revelation for the people of the church. If all people would understand that, they would not be tossed about by those who would seek to divert their minds from the church and its glorious principles. They will be fortified against false teachers and antichrist, and we do have the, them among us. Uh, Harold B. Lee said, we are not a uh, dependent only upon the revelation given in the past as contained in our standard works as a wonderful as wonderful as they are we have a mouthpiece to whom god does and is revealing his mind and his will god will never permit him to lead us astray as has been said god would remove us out of our place if we should attempt to do it you have no concern let the management and government of god then 
be with the Lord. Do not try to find fault with the management and affairs that pertain to him alone. And by revelation through his prophet, his living prophet, seer, and his revelator. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie said, The gates of hell shall not prevail against you if you follow the prophet. The gates of hell are the entrances to be benighted uh, realms of the damned, where the wicked go to await the day when they shall come forth. But those who obey the laws and ordinances of the gospel have the promise that they, the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. You also, by following the prophet, will not, will this, he, the God will disperse the powers of darkness from before you, and he will cause the heavens to shake for your good. Pretty powerful promises if we uh, recognize the voice of the Lord, hear him, and follow him. And, and uh, one of the ways that we can do that is by recognizing his voice in the voice of the prophet. All right, we're going to end section 21 there. Talk about section 22. Section 22, um, brief a section. It's only four verses, and this came because there were many who had been baptized, wanted to join the church, and and so Joseph needed to know, do they need to be baptized again? So it was partially Joseph's questioning. It was also some of uh, their own questions. And the Lord said, Behold, I say unto you that all old covenants have I caused to be done away in this thing. And this is a new and an everlasting covenant, even that which was from the beginning. Wherefore, although a man should be baptized a hundred times, it availeth him nothing. For you cannot enter into the straight gate by the law of Moses, neither by your dead works. For it is because of your dead works that I have caused this last covenant and the church to be built up unto me, even as the days of old. Wherefore, enter ye in that gate, and as I, as I have commanded you, seek not to counsel your God. Amen. So the answer was, doesn't matter your old baptisms. you got to be baptized into the new and everlasting covenant by the proper authority. Uh, Elder Talmadge said, When the Lord established his church amongst the Nephites upon this continent, he told those who were chosen and ordained, unto whom authority was given, just how to administer the ordinance of baptism. They were to say, Having authority given me of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, but does not give us in this age any such authority. The words of Christ spoken to his disciples of old would not would be no authority unto the apostles today, nor unto any of the elders of the church. I repeat, the words that he, the Lord, spoke unto the disciples who were chosen from among the Nephites would be no authority unto us. But in this day and this age he has spoken again, and has given that same power and authority to speak in his, in his name, and to administer the ordinances of the gospel after the pattern that he set, has set. And therefore the elders and priests who take candidates who have professed their faith, who have repented of their sins, into the waters of baptism today declare that they have authority given them and being commissioned of Jesus Christ they baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost so it's the authority of the priesthood Joseph Smith was asked what separates our, our religion and two of the things he said were the authority that we give, we have through the priesthood and our mode of baptism uh, what is the new and everlasting covenant the new everlasting covenant is the fullness of the gospel it is, this is from Joseph Fielding Smith it is composed of all covenants, contracts, bonds, obligations, oaths, vows, performances, connections, associations, or expectations that are sealed upon members of the church of, uh, by the Holy Spirit of promise. So the new and everlasting covenant is the fullness of the gospel. It is composed of all covenants, contracts, bonds, obligations, oaths, vows, Performances, connections, associations, or expectations. Every Everything that's encompassed in, in the covenants that we make, the oaths that we make at baptism, receiving the Holy Ghost, receiving the priesthood, uh, at our endowment, at our sealing, all of those things encompass and include and are a part of 
the, the new and everlasting covenant. So that will conclude this week's episodes. Um, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I was actually just going over um, some of the just like statistics and data that I can have see from about the podcast uh, with my wife, and it was pretty overwhelming. I did a you know an all time so 2020 2021 so to date uh, how many people have listened to the podcast and uh, not unique people, but how many times the podcast has been listened to. Uh, and it's approaching 50,000. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, just the, f- the few hundred of you that, that join every week, um, and sometimes more than that, is very humbling. And I really appreciate you and your testimonies and faith that keep me going and, and wanting to do this. Uh, there's been people, I, I think, it was over 25 countries that have, that have joined and uh, listened. So just... Uh, I know I do this regularly and maybe you get sick of it. I don't know. But thank you. It really means a lot to me. Thank you for listening. I hope that in some way what I share uh, helps you along your disciples' journey. Um, Thanks for joining me this week, and I hope you'll join me again next week as we continue our study of the Doctrine and Covenants.